0: Hey everyone. Hey. Welcome to the Better With Wine podcast. We hope to make your day or evening or morning, whatever, better with wine. I'm Gracie. And I'm Elena. We ferment and filter all this gritty info for your drinking pleasure. Hey listeners and thanks for joining us. You are listening to our reference episode number two, How to Taste Wine. Um, To start off, we are going to put a little disclaimers out there. Just a few because we don't want to we don't want to tell you how to taste your wine, but we want to tell you how to taste your wine. Does that make sense? <laughs> I, I think it does, but I think they'll understand that a little better okay. once we get into it. <laughs> so we're not telling you how to drink. You can, you, can, you can pour a big old bottle of wine in a solo cup and drink it on your bed if you like or get your fanciest wine glass, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, we're um, not here to judge. We're yeah. definitely not here to judge.
1: We like it that you
0: drink wine how you like to drink right. it. And if you're listening to this, and you if probably you, do drink wine and you're interested in if wine. If your wi- if your
1: favorite wine is a box wine, we're here for absolutely. it. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Sometimes you
0: need that. So we do understand also that tasting wine can be a snobby hobby. Yeah. Or it can be a peer, it can it can be seen that way. Um, and we want to try to diminish that reputation because it shouldn't be a snobby hobby. Wine is a really cool thing. It's and so cool. when you delve into it, it gets even more cool and more more is just so much to know. Um
1: so when you just have that opportunity to like give yourself the opportunity to like Yeah. Put all the crap aside, like think that you're not being snobby about it and right. just like then you can appreciate it and then you know you can be you do appreciate cool about it. it more
0: which is nice yeah
1: too. and then and then you can like bring your own
0: cool like aspect to it that yeah. who you are exactly exactly and when you do finally get the time to take time and hone in on all the flavor characteristics and the structure um it just it just becomes even cooler so think of this episode as a guideline for intentional tasting is the best way I can. I can put it. We're going to try to expand your palate and your knowledge of wine. Um, And if you do desire learning more about it and knowing the differences and what you like and what you don't like, then um, that's what this episode is for and this podcast, really. The whole podcast. (laughs) Um, And if you come across any, just as a reminder, any terms you don't understand or recognize, scroll back to our first reference episode. um, That might help you out. If there's any terms that we don't cover, In that episode, they will be defined in or, yeah, or, yeah, reach out to us. Reach out to us if there's there's some words
1: that you don't know that we haven't covered or we just kind of skip over because we're, I mean, we've never really done this before. So, yeah, Yeah. yeah. we're new. So we want to hear from you. (laughs) um, Yeah, we want to hear from you anyway. But um, let us know. We can come up with a Mm -hmm. whole nother list and maybe do another reference episode of other terminology. That's what it comes to. Wine terms. Yeah. So, so we are tasting. We'll put. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So I'm gonna put um, these terms. Yeah. From the last episode yeah, the and this stu- deck the structure. We're gonna have them on the website. Perfect. So that okay. way, you guys aren't just re-listening to us, but yeah. you can if also a have person. a visual person. Yeah. yeah I yep. Think that's can.
0: important. Um, so when we are tasting on the podcasts, we are going to be following um, what's called uh, the deduct- deductive tasting method. This is, um, I guess, it was probably created by the Court of Master Sommeliers, which is it's the one we follow anyway. It's the one we're going to follow, yeah. <clears throat> um, and what they use it for is for blind tasting. You, you use the little worksheet to um, kind of pick apart the things in the wine, and then you try to decide what the wine is once you have deci- deduced everything you can. Um, and we think it's a useful tool for storing those memories into your brain. It is. Like, whether you already know what wine you're
1: drinking, and then it helps give you those words to mm-hmm. pick out and it helps teach you what wine is supposed to taste right. like, right? So we're going to be knowing what the wines we're, are mostly from most yeah, what we're going to be doing for the all the episodes is right. we already know what wine we're tasting, so we're going to pick out certain characteristics that are consistent with those wines. Right. So for example, you guys will we'll go over it, but like a uh, very common fruit characteristic in a Pinot Noir is cherry. Yeah. So we just and, and you going through that deductive tasting method, every single time you taste different kinds of Pinot Noirs, you're something that you're gonna find consistently
0: mm-hmm. is that cherry flavor. Right. So it, it I think it's it helps teach you. It does teach you. So I think just being able to have the tools to pick apart and know what to look for and know right what not to look for <laughs> is important. So when you are tasting um, intentionally with us on the podcast, we urge you to have a stemmed wine glass. This will help. Um, it's about the snobbiest swirl. thing I know. It's about the
1: snobbiest thing that we're gonna request. I hope
0: so. Okay. Only yeah. Only because. Only because, like you were saying, it helps you swirl. Helps you swirl, and it's gonna. You know. Obviously, you want a clear glass because we're gonna be examining the color first. Um, and a white background. A white background helps you see through the wine. It gets all the colors kind of just on a blank slate. Um, so yeah, those are, those are the two requests. It's a tool. It's a tool. <laughs> if you want to be successful, successfully tasting. Tasting. So right.
1: it's a tool. Like your, your stemmed wine glass, it is there for you to do a deductive tasting. Mm-hmm. It is not there for you to require to enjoy your wine. Absolutely not. You can enjoy yeah. your wine in whatever you want, but to, if you want to deductively taste, we do re- recommend a stemmed wine glass.
0: Right. Um, in a white
1: background. We will say, in a white background, we will say, um, the send wine glass is also very helpful in just drinking wine in general yeah. because your fingers won't be warming the glass. This is true. But other than that, that's neither here nor there. Again, drink your wine how you how, like every you
0: your- want. All
1: right. So let's go ahead and dive in. Um, we want to just put a couple caveats out there. Um, one, first thing first, um, this is a reference episode, and that means it is specifically – reference reference books everything reference related is going to be longer and more detailed than anything else so please um don't stop listening to us just because this is this might be one of the more boring episodes or like uh, more detailed and whatever um we will be going through the deductive tasting method every episode but we're going to kind of zoom through it and just go based off of the specific wine we're going to be tasting and we want to make sure that it's easy for you to kind of develop that muscle memory but if you want that reference going all the way back you can come back to this episode and go through the super details, the back and forth of what you can and cannot see um, all the different little small um, uh, flavors and smells and aromas and like mm-hmm. textures that you can that you can feel in both red and white wine. So um, with that being said, please don't hate us for how. <laughs> Uh, potentially boring this might be it might not be boring at all we don't (laughs) know um we're just lots of explaining there's a lot to explain um but it's going to be a lot more simple and Mm -hmm. we want you to just develop your muscle memory for whenever you're by yourself and you happen to be trying a wine and you've you know had this tasting method for a little bit and you're able to be like oh i can smell that fruit i decide that like i figured out that i really like this fruit in my wine Mm -hmm. or i've i figured out that i really love like green bell peppers in my wine. So this has that green bell pepper. So having that association will help with it, or having, you'll be able to develop those associations with the deductive tasting method. So, um, and we're going to, like I said, we're going to zip through them a little bit faster during the regular episodes, make it more fun. Cause we're gonna be drinking wine while yeah. we're doing it. So yeah. The second thing is, um, before we get started, go ahead and pause us, grab yourself a Glass of wine, whether it's white, red, rosé, whatever the hell you like to drink. Mm, if you if you have a stemmed gl- wine glass, please put it in a stemmed wine glass because it'll be easier to taste uh, and go through our methods. If you don't, that's all right. Um, just hold it by the top where you drink. Only pour
0: about two ounces in,
1: and uh, we'll go ahead and get going. All right, go ahead
0: and go ahead and take us off, Gracie. All righty. So if you have wine in your glass, we're gonna go ahead and pick up your glass by the stem. And we're going to angle it down on top of your white background so it's almost parallel to um, the surface. So what we're doing is we're laying down the wine in the glass to where it's pretty flat, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we're looking at the color as a whole. The dead center is going to be your core. Everything around the outside is your rim. When we're talking about color of the wine, so we're, we're starting off with color. We're going to eventually taste the wine. We are Tasting wine isn't all just putting it in your mouth and deciding how it tastes. Um, We're gonna be looking at the wine and we're going to be smelling the wine and then we're going to be tasting the wine and talking about how it feels in our mouth. So uh, with color, we are examining the core, the rim, we're going to be looking at the legs. So if you can swirl the wine around and you see anything that falls down down the glass, it's either going to be in sheets or in little drips. That's the legs we're gonna be talking about which indicates alcohol content. Um, And then, of course, we're going to be looking at the actual color of the wine. So, white wines, we're going to be looking at yellow, straw, gold, some silver hues, some green hues. Um, Red wines, your purples and your reds and your garnets and your. Rubies. Rubies, there you go. Like a
1: little uh, little into the tawny. Yes,
0: maybe some brown, orange, those kinds of colors. Rose um, is going to be my like p- like actual bright pink. Sometimes yes. you'll get into the salmon color, so yes. a little more orangey. Yes. So there's a there's a whole spectrum of colors when we're talking about wine, and we're going to try mm-hmm. to pinpoint what c- color we're seeing.
1: And we're going to have a reference, uh, a visual reference on our website if yes. you want to if you want to actually see that. So, and it'll be very helpful.
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, last thing I'll say on color is um, you'll also notice any staining. So with your glass still angled down. If you just kind of move the wine around, like twist the stem a little bit and see if there's any um, wine that is left over on the glass. That is what we call staining, and that indicates maybe the body of the wine or the thickness or thinness of the skins. Um, And that is a red wine. That is mainly just for red wine.
1: Yeah, so if you're looking for the staining on a red wine, you're having a hard time finding it, Um, you can find it. One, um, again, this is where the white um, background is going to be really helpful. So just think like white sheet of paper paper towel Um, like we have a white table in front of us so that's helpful Um, so you're gonna look at look two ways that you can look to see if there is staining one um, look at the tears so or the legs of the of the wine that swirled you can see the concentrated um, color extraction in this in the steel in the tears or if that's still having if you're still having a difficulty in that with that look straight down into the glass when the glass is sitting on the table um, and then see If the glass itself um, has color above, like if the glass is stained above the liquid, Mm -hmm.
0: and that will actually show you some staining as well. We are seeing some staining in our wine. I don't know if you are, are, but...
1: We are drinking a red wine, (laughs) so we are seeing a little bit of staining.
0: Yes. Um,
1: But... With white wine colors,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you won't find staining, but no. you're you will be lucky for some, something else.
0: Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Some secondary colors, which same thing in red wine, but it's definitely a little more evident in whites, I believe.
1: So, your secondary colors in red wine, um, you're gonna have that ruby core or that core with red wine. Mm-hmm. So, whatever that core color is gonna be ruby, garnet. Um, uh, purple, whatever it is, you're gonna have that ruby co- or that core, and then you're gonna have potentially have secondary colors, which are gonna be closer to the rim. And the secondary colors that you're gonna have are probably gonna be uh, closer to a brownish color, mm-hmm. and that is evident of aging,
0: or they'll go lighter, or like they'll magenta, go really lighter fuchsia,
1: if they're if they go pink. lighter than there is or pink, then that's just um, an evidence of aging in a stainless steel,
0: or no aging at all, right? Um, with, with white wine. Yeah. You might notice some room variation, um, but you're going to be looking for secondary hues. So obviously, when you just glance at the wine, it's going to look yellow or white or whatever your color, color is or gold. Yeah. Um, but if you look closer, you can maybe pick up on some green notes, green hues or silver hues. It might look shiny. That's your silver. It might look green, which is very typical um, of like Pinot Grigios, grapes that are green before they, which that one isn't. So... That's a bad example, but, <laughs> um, so yeah, color, we're, we're just assessing the color. We're looking at the legs, the staining. And it's
1: like, whenever you see that silver, the silver, I see the silver when I have it laying flat against that white background mm-hmm. and it's almost, it's not at the rim, but it's just inside the rim and it's like gold on the middle, gold on the rim. And then you have that like almost white clear in yeah. the second, third inside, like inside, so it's actually like it actually shines clear Around, all of a sudden. Yeah, and that's silver for sure. So it's it's yellow on the inside, yellow on the outside, oh and like right goodness. in the middle, it's got like this silver, clear, like um, ring, if you will. Sure. Yeah. And that's, that's and that's, one way that's to see it, silver. For sure. Yeah. And then if you see green, that's going to be like if you know wine is shiny. So mm-hmm. like you ha- where light reflects it, does the light reflect the green?
0: Right. Yeah. Very interesting stuff to pinpoint. Super cool. Um, so that covers the sight and stuff obviously when we're when we have a wine in front of us it'll go by much quicker because we're not going to be talking about both styles of wine. Um, and then we move into the nose so, we're going to be smelling our wine. Um, we're going to be sniffing our wine. I guess is a better way to put it. Um, you're going to be swirling your wine to release those aromas. So if you hold it by the stem and just give it a little twisty turny, or if you don't feel comfortable swirling in the air, you can put you it can down do it on the glass, the glass and you can, or, yeah, swirl. On the table.
1: Or, yeah, put the glass on the table and swirl on the table for sure. That'll help too. So that just releases those
0: aromas, and th- those aromas are things we want to we want to try to figure out. Um, and when you're sniffing your wine. We want short sniffs, like a dog, instead of one breath of air. <laughs> your, your allergies are allowing it's you to like have a large sniffer yes. like, or a large sound for your sniffs. You're my sniffer. <laughs> so uh, short sniffs um, are going to be more useful in picking up on the notes that we're smelling in the wine, um, on the bouquet, if you will. It's what we call the nose of the wine. Um we're always going to be starting with fruit. So with red wines, it's going to be red, black, and blue fruits. With white wines, it's going to be more citrus, uh, green apple, pear, or apples, pears, tropical fruits, those kinds of things. Stone fruits are going to be a big one. That's your apricots and your peaches. Um, red and black fruits for white wines. Red wines are going to be your raspberry, cranberry, blackberry, cherry, black cherry, Um Pretty much any fruit you can think of we're going to be looking for in these wines. Blue fruits are blueberry, boysenberry. I think boysenberry. (laughs) Blueberry is really the main one. Yeah. (laughs) Not very common, but um, hopefully we'll get a wine where we do pick up on some blue fruits. Um, Once we decide what fruit we're smelling, we're going to discuss the condition of the fruit. Um, That being if it's ripe, underripe, tart, baked, jammy, stewed, dried, However you like your fruit, <laughs> we're going to try to figure out what, um, what kind of condition our fruit is in. <laughs> what kind of condition is your fruit in? <laughs> uh, anyways, and that's going to also help us, um, you know, the whole purpose of this is to really pinpoint what's going on in the wine <laughs> and why we like the wine. And knowing exactly what we're tasting and smelling will be very helpful uh, moving forward. Okay, so enough about fruit. After fruit, we're going to talk about non-fruit. <laughs> it's a very technical term. <laughs> so non-fruit is literally anything else. So that's when your oak comes in. That's when your pierzines come in. Minerals. Some people go um, forest floor, mushrooms, balsamic, tar, flowers. Um, pyrazines is something we're going to talk about when we're talking about non-fruit characteristics. And pyrazines are the presence of anything green, like green bell pepper or grass. Jalapenos. Jalapenos. And yes, those are things. Yes, those are things. Asparagus. Those are things you can sometimes get in wine. It's not every wine, but certain wines. And we'll definitely be tasting through some things because we love pirzines. Pirzines are really cool. That was one of my first aha moments in wine. Same. I was like, holy crap, this smells just like green bell pepper. Was it? Carmenere. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Jalapenos for It's me. crazy. It's so, wild. <laughs> and if you can't tell, we really love wine. We love wine so much. Um, so we're still on the nose, and we are going to be spending a lot of time on the nose when we're tasting through our wines because that's how you um, get flavor, right? You said it well.
1: Oh, okay. So um, the reason well? the reason why we we have sight obviously because you can assess whether it's red or white and potentially you know pull up alcohol and uh, potentially get the ver- grape varietal because of the clarity of the grape and whatnot and maybe even the color. But the reason why we both smell and taste the wine is because um, our nose pulls out all of the aromas. So, the aromas are going to be your fruits, your non-fruits, so your minerality, your pyrazines, your florals, your spiciness, you're going to your spices like your vanilla, you're going to get all of that from your nose. Your palate picks up structure. So, whether or not you realize this, but you don't taste fruit, right? You don't taste the fruit flavor. Your nose is tasting it for you. (laughs) Your nose is tasting it for you. Your palate assists with that Mm -hmm. and tells you that this structure that I am eating Mm -hmm. tastes like this. Because my nose is telling me it tastes like this. So when you're sick and you have no smell whatsoever, you don't taste anything. Nothing tastes like anything because you are completely cut off from your actual Sensor, exactly. sensory, exactly in your nose. So the reason why we do both is we pick up the aromas with our nose, and then our mouth picks up the structure. So the structure that we're going to be t- picking up and, ta- and and assessing with our palate is going to be the sweetness, tannin structure, mouth feel or the body, the alcohol, um, alcohol and the acid. Mm-hmm. So those are five components yeah. that we're going to be assessing when we are. Physically tasting this right. wine, and because we can smell, we have to smell first because we want to assess that what we smell first, and then we're going to assess that structure, those five components of structure, with our palate. And our palate does both mm-hmm. because we it associates with our or it works in tandem with our nose. So we're going to be tasting those flavors in addition to that structure on our palate. Right. So the re, we want to, we want to smell the aromas first before we get mm-hmm. those structures. It's
0: only going to enhance your experience with the wine, right? Being so able you start take with the, the basic. Time. And yeah. then you
1: go to the next basic, right. which is the aromas. And then you go to the next basic, which is the physical structures mm-hmm. that you're going to be. And that helps, those physical structures help the complexity of that for wine sure. and develop the full for sure. way of it. So. Yeah,
0: taking the time to to examine what you're smelling is only going to make the wine better overall.
1: And for a little sidebar um, anecdote, when we were, so I do a um, bi-weekly, a wine group, and I help um, a group of women across the country talk about wine uh, and learn about wine. And we're going through Kevin's Raleigh's Windows on the World, mm-hmm. which is a one of the wine textbooks. It was kind of funny. I did not realize that they were wanting to do a wine, or I thought they were doing a book club, and <laughs> it was a fictional book that involved wine. And then when they told me what book it was, I was like, "Why are you reading a textbook?" That's hilarious. <laughs> that is but, so funny. So I'm a part of that. And um, when I was, uh, we were tasting a wine and they're all, like I said, they're all over the country and it is a Zoom it is a Zoom group. And uh, we were all over the country. And one of the girls, she has COVID, unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, women, I should say. It's not say. funny. I'm sorry. It's not funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not calling you out. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like she has COVID. No. <laughs> That's not funny. She, uh, she's one of the lucky ones (laughs) and
1: she's perfectly fine. She is one of the lucky ones and, um, had just the minor symptoms and, uh, was clear of it in a few weeks. So, um, but no, uh, so one of the symptoms that she had was the loss of taste and smell,
0: which is the worst. That's
1: horrible. Take my eyes, but not my mouth. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Um, so yeah, she um, was. She didn't have her sense of smell or her sense of taste, which sucks. That, that that's like the worst symptom, I think. No, I'm kidding. Uh, again, privilege <laughs> speaking right yeah, now. Sorry. Um, <laughs> she. I'm laughing because I'm awkward and I'm feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm not laughing because it's funny. <laughs> oh, My so point is is that while she was she could she did buy the wine, so she wasn't tasting with us. But I was like, you know what? It, let's let's try a little something. She said that she her boyfriend drinks bourbon and she's like I hate bourbon. She absolutely hates it. But he grabs he's like, she's like if at any time like I should probably just drink it now because I'm never gonna
0: can taste, taste it. it. So don't.
1: she did. She had like a little glass and she could not taste anything, but she could feel how hot it was, and that is a that is an indication of
0: alcohol. High alcohol. High alcohol.
1: <laughs> the burning and that warm sensation is a is an indication mm-hmm. of alcohol. So the fact that she couldn't taste anything regard uh, in relation to the flavors of the bourbon, but she can't. She could feel the weight of the liquid on her mouth, on her palate, mm-hmm. and then she could also feel that burning sensation. So she could actually assess how much peci- if, if if she understood like the different percentages of alcohol. Right, I mean, right. I don't understand the no, different with bourbons, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. She could assess how much alcohol essentially would yeah. be in we that bourbon. Definitely
0: high alcohol when you come to spirits, so she could definitely feel the burn. Right? She's <laughs> like, "That's literally all I could taste." Yeah. And I mean, back to wine, we are going to be looking for that as well. Right. We're going to so, be feeling sorry. the burn too. Again, like I said, right? that was a. It's helpful though. Antidote. It's a great experience. Experiment if you it's need to experiment. experience, the way, alcohol yeah. feels, on your tongue, in your mouth. <laughs> The next All time you're sick, your throat. <laughs> drink bourbon, and your mouth will be on fire, but you won't be able to taste. Fun it. fact: We um, are in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, so we we love bourbon. No, I don't. I but love bourbon.
1: I'm gonna get murdered in my sleep for that.
0: No, you're fine. You're not from Kentucky, so no, you're I'm safe.
1: Not. I'm new to Kentucky. I'm new to Louisville, so at least I say it right. Yeah. Um
0: <laughs> that covers the nose, <laughs> and then a great segue for the palate. Yes, which when we actually do. Get to taste the wine, which is the best part. um, We are going to be looking for those five structural components. Sugar, tannin, alcohol, acid, body. Um, And like she said, with alcohol, it's going to feel hot. If it's high, it's going to feel hot. You can feel it on your tongue, down your throat. um, In your belly. In your belly. It's going to warm you up. That's why red wine is great for colder weather because red wines are typically higher in alcohol so they do warm you up that's why bourbon is really good in the more cold weather <laughs> it really does warm you up um but i mean white wines are more drink in the summertime and yes you drink them cold which that helps too but they're also low in alcohol so they're not going to actually warm your body up lower. as much lower yes so what i said, I said you higher. said low but lower yes it, yeah it I definitely
1: mean, is still it'll, they can it'll still be in the 12
0: percent. yeah <laughs> But the red wine we're looking at right now is fourteen percent. And They can get up to like seventeen, it's 17 and then dessert 18, wines twenty yeah. ish. Yeah.
1: So plus. range of alcohol, um, like I guess percentages for all wine, for all wine is going to be um, low. Alcohol will be eight to ten. Yeah.
0: Some um, of them are even like six.
1: Yeah, six. Oh well, actually, it's true because I am. We're selling um some alcohol some wines that are like five percent. Yeah. So let's say five to ten is gonna be low. Very low. Um, ten to. 10 to 11 and a half is like moderate moderate and then a 12 to 14 is high oh yeah and then above that is like insanely high like yeah. you literally it's almost one un- and
0: done for me yeah, yeah I will be yeah,
1: <laughs> those you'll are find, you'll find me in a,
0: cor- in a corner yeah. somewhere the 10 like. to 12 those are your porch pounders <laughs> the anything over 14 is going to be your sipper yeah we, or like, really, to call we it like to whatever you want to do porch it. pounder <laughs> yeah. or
1: patio
0: pounder patio pounder uh, um, you
1: pound them on while you're sitting on the
0: patio in the front yeah. of the sun. Oh yeah, so that fun! Hot Kentucky sun on your front porch. Gotta oh, love it. The humidity. Oh, I miss it. Anyway, it's cold here. Cold, um, chilly. Now, okay. So that covers alcohol. Let's talk about acid because acid is really great. We love acid. We acid.
1: <laughs> love acid.
0: And I think we said in the first episode it's the backbone to the wine. It really does. It is. I think it's one of the most important structural components. Um, Acid is a naturally occurring thing in grapes and wine and um, where am I going with this? It
1: starts the grape grows well as the grape grows, it starts with acid and then it turns into it yes. ripens into sugar and
0: sugar form So
1: yeah acid is primary and then sugar is secondary right
0: So acid, is present in all wine, it just depends upon the level, like we're talking about with alcohol and sugar and all that stuff, it's, it's going to be low, moderate, or high. Um, to find acid in wine, sometimes it's super evident, sometimes you, you know it's high or you know it's not high, but if you take a sip of your wine, swallow it, open your mouth, lean forward, and see how much your mouth waters. If you're practically drooling, it's going to be a high acid wine. If, if, if it's just a little bit, your mouth is going to water regardless. But if it's just a tiny bit, maybe it's a low acid wine. Um, so that's the acid test.
1: But yeah, acid is the, like we said, it's the it's the backbone. It's the thing that initiates wine. And then it is the reason why winemakers and, vi- and viticulturalists choose to do certain things with the grapes mm-hmm. to make wine. So like if the grape itself is... Um, already a high acid wine they're going to grow that grape a certain way mm-hmm. or if it's a low acid wine they're going to grow it a certain way um, if it's a really hot year they're going to change the way they pick the grapes if it's uh, once they pick it if the, if the acid is you know a certain point then they got it they have to decide um, how much sugar to add or mm-hmm. how much sugar to um, make sure that the yeast eats before they per- before they stop fermentation so it's acid it's important. is so important. Very, very important. And it really al- adds to the complexity. I know we talked about this in the last mm-hmm. reference episode, but it really
0: adds and forces complexi- complexity in the wine. It's so great. Um, I agree. And its typical rule of thumb is uh, high-acid wines typically come from cooler climates to where they're not able to ripen as much in higher elevations, and your lower-acid wines are typically those warmer, moderate to, to warm um, and, that, and that's because the grapes have the more potential to ripen,
1: right, and the, the sugars weather. are able to develop more. Exactly. Um, um, okay. And we're gonna—I'm gonna say this—that uh, it doesn't matter if it's red wine or white wine. Correct. There will be high acid or low acid, depending on there, both the grape yes. variety and the area. There will be
0: acid. There will be acid. acid we had um, <laughs> acid. <laughs> have we talked about tannins? We have not talked we'll about definitely tannins definitely talked about tannins. So if you don't know what a tannin is. Go back and listen to our first episode, our reference episode, and we explain what they are um, Recap, and how they're formed. Recap, it is a structure. Yes. yes.
1: Recap, it's just the structural mouthfeel, the astringent, mm-hmm. drying
0: mouthfeel right. in your mouth. So it yeah. is something that – it is a sensation that you feel on your tongue, on your cheeks, on your lips, on your teeth. Um, and it's – and it's – and it is astringent. I know the, the best way it's ever been explained to me is if you – I've ever had black tea and if you've ever steeped your tea for too long, way too long. Way too long. You drink it and it like it's tannic. Yeah, it's like it's like oh well, that's super dry. It's, it does feel dry, but it's not dry, Cause it's cause tannic.
1: It's tannic. You, you know tannins. what? We talked about that in the first episode.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um tannins are definitely more common for red wines. Some white wines may have them if but most white wines are fermented without the skins and the seeds and all that stuff. So Red wines is where we're going to be talking about them more, and we're going to be talking, just like fruit, we're going to be talking about the condition of the tannins. So they can carry a different, different personalities. They can be silky, smooth, gripping. They can be, um... Fill
1: your whole mouth. Yes. They can only, you know, like, touch a little bit of your tongue. Yes. They uh, can linger. Getting really, they can be quick. This can be construed a whole different way, and I'm
0: here for it. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about mouthfeels here. <laughs> How does your mouth feel? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. So. so if,
1: <laughs> does it hit all your teeth, tongue, cheeks, and
0: back of your throat? That's like, a big wine if it does. <laughs> if it's like Pinot Noir is a big great example. Big wine or big wine? Big wine. <laughs> wine.
1: Your Kentucky accent's hitting real hard right yeah, now. girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Well, I was gonna say like Pinot Noir. Sorry, I you know, you're fine. Trying. Is low tannin. Yes, if you've ever had one of those, they're like not super prevalent. It's and why thin, is that? Uh, let me tell you. Okay. It's because it is a thin-skinned varietal. So, so the tannins, potential. Yes, tannins come from skins, seeds, stems. So discussed that. Yeah. Yes, and if there's not a thick skin, <laughs> then it's not gonna be. It's not gonna have the potential for heavy tannins. So like your Cabernet's Cabernet Sauvignons, those are gonna be a Lee's good example skin. of yeah. a really nice tannic. And it depends upon the winemaker. The winemaker could choose not to impart many tannins in the wine. But so like a really good a pinot noir, if your pinot noir that you're drinking, if it has a lot of tannin in it, it's pro
1: it's not coming from the skin, seeds and stems. Right. It's What's gonna it coming be coming from? from the oak. Exactly. Which is so fascinating. If you get it's so fascinating, it's really <laughs> cool, and we can get more into that a little bit later. Yes. But um, typically, if you get a lot of tannin from oak, it probably means that the barrels are gonna be smaller, so more wine touches the barrel exactly. instead of like really big barrels and less volume mm-hmm.
0: hits the hits the barrels and stuff, exactly. So. Uh, lastly, I think we just have to talk about sugar. Um, presence of sugar. Or if the wine appears to be sweet or dry, Um, which is a notion that we also talked about in the first episode. So if you have any questions about that, maybe listen to that episode. (laughs) But when we're tasting wine, we're going to be talking about if there's any sugar. Can we detect any residual sugar? And it might seem sweet even though there's no sugar.
1: So a fun little trick, my favorite little trick of how to detect sugar or residual sugar in wine is um kind of takes you back to um my I don't know, my childhood. I know I'm sure it's everyone else's childhood too. And if this was not your childhood, I am deeply sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, eating a whole crap ton of candy when you are you know, right after Halloween, or, like, in general. I mean, my grandma had, like, drawers and drawers oh, of yeah. candy, and, like, we candy would just... And kids are just a thing. Yeah. So when you just, <laughs> I, I mean, sitting at, at, like, specifically in Halloween, when you just get your bag of candy, and you can just eat candy after, after, like, piece after piece after piece, and it's the one day that your parents don't really, like, yell at you for, like, eating too much candy, well, at the very, you know, like, you get that feeling, that stick sticky, thick like saliva in the back of your throat where you just have to like hack it up and then keep eating, <laughs> like that stickiness is the presence of sugar in the back of your throat that's mm-hmm. like stayed and stuck with your saliva. So um, I, assi- like whenever I drink wine, I'm looking for, when I'm looking for sugar, I try to see if I get any bit of that stickier, residue in the back of my throat that's like your like a sticky saliva mm-hmm. as if it was like halloween candy um if you breathe in and it is bone dry and it's like almost no there is sugar no sugar you don't get any stickiness any nothing's being caught like your saliva is not getting caught in your throat that is no residual sugar if you get like a little bit of like a little caught like if <laughs> that's really gross and i apologize <laughs> but that's what it is like if you get caught a little bit then that is residual sugar mm-hmm. like you actually can feel that um and so it does take like that's why we do several sips um so you do your first sip down second sip you swirl it around make sure it gets throughout your entire mouth um third sip let it sit there for a minute you know incorporate some oxygen and like you know a little bit uh let it and swallow and you have swallowed a few times mm-hmm. and then that like your, your your mouth and your throat is accustomed to that wine now and so then you can actually test to see if you get any of that sugar and with the wine that we're drinking we don't there get any that, yeah. we get no sugar so
0: that's that's the best way to i think that's perfect yeah that's a great little tips t- tips and tricks for you <laughs> for when you're tasting wine with a purpose um and that covers really the ma- the three main categories that we're gonna go over. Should we cover the spoiler alert? Why do we not gargle? Yeah, do it. It's unnecessary.
1: There's it doesn't no point. add anything. It is gross, and it's gross. It sounds nasty. Like you have to like lift and your head. And it's like back. a waste. And it's a waste of good wine because you could choke on it. Ooh,
0: don't choke on your wine. <laughs> Unless you're laughing at something. <laughs> That's
1: <fine. laughs> Preferably swallow first. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get it down. <laughs>
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, it's funny to think how much wine I've had to spit out too. Uh, Such a shame. It is. Um, so, okay, well, I hope this was helpful. This is our I, This is
1: <laughs> This is okay, if we're being perfectly frank, we did this recording a second a first time. This is the second time we're doing this recording. Mm-hmm. Um because we actually did a blind test with the wine that we're drinking and, and we realized. Drank. It, it dragged, dragged out. It was really long, and we felt really bad, because we were, like, this we were just boring. having yeah. our own, we had our own, like, thing going, and we were really into it. We're like, you know what?
0: Let's just... This is not going to make any sense. It's not going to make any
1: <laughs> sense. When when nobody else is, like, drinking this wine with us, yeah. it's not as fun. It's not. Um, and so, um, we are a little buzzed now. <laughs> yeah. this is the second time, and we, through this taste, or through this deductive tasting, we've been still drinking, mm-hmm. so... um. I don't know. But we
0: covered all the basics. We wanted we wanted to give a little intro and explain kind of the, the method, method that we're we, going to be using. That we're going to be
1: using and um, explain the red versus white. Um, and hopefully you'll be able to come back to this and feel a little bit of comfort and having a little bit of a, like a, a basic reference. Right. Um, and then like we said, we're going to have... I mean, we do have references on our website, mm-hmm. um, with both the deductive tasting sheet that we use from the Court of Master Sommeliers, and then we will also have a couple of other reference posters and whatnot from Wine Folly. Um, we are not sponsored by anyone yet. Um, <laughs> <Do> you want <laughs> or to sponsor us, let if you, us? If know. anyone wants to sponsor us, we would be absolutely grateful. We will be talking about Wine Folly, Wine Bible, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, a lot. The Wine um, Atlas. The Wine Atlas is one of our f- absolute favorites. Um, wine Folly
0: is really great. I'm going to promote it because I love it, and she she's like a graphic designer as well, <sighs> so she, is she the just best. creates the coolest little like like graphics that help you understand wine in a totally easy and friendly way. Like it, it's, it's so good. It's, 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 she's great. And I think Madeline Pudget's Like her, name. her
1: maps are excellent as well. And um, if you guys are looking for reference books. Please go to our website. Yes.
0: Um, better we better our with favorites. wine.
1: Yeah. Better with wine We have links to our books that we love using and love mm-hmm. referencing. So please click on those links and use um, our, like, we get, like, literally a, a penny, but it, a penny <laughs> is helpful. Yeah. <laughs> penny saved is a penny earned. Mm. That's really bad.
0: It's all going to go to wine. <laughs>
1: it's all going to go to wine and only going to go better or it's only going to make us better with wine.
0: Hey! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, follow us at BetterWithWinePod on Instagram. Go to our website, BetterWithWinePod.com. And you can email us or contact us on the website. DM us on Instagram. We want to hear from you. If there's anything we're not telling you or if they were telling you too much, let us know. All feedback if is good are feedback. we boring
1: as hell, please tell us. We'll try and figure out to make it fun. We don't know how. Oh, we okay. have
0: fun doing this, so I hope it comes out (laughs) um Uh, and i am excited to taste wine with you all yeah me too future episodes
1: um please give us any of your feedback like and subscribe on wherever wherever you find your podcasts and we'll talk to you guys you will listen to us (laughs) we'll talk at you here soon coming in the new year 2021 january 6th have a safe and happy holidays yeah all of the holidays We do not discriminate here. We are inclusive of everybody's (laughs) special holiday that they uh, celebrate. So I think...
0: Hopefully you get to spend time with your family.
1: Or if you don't really care to spend time with your family, we hope that you spend time the way that you want.
0: Yes, exactly. You do you. And wear your mask. Drink
1: lots of wine. Uh, eat lots of food, and we can't wait to celebrate the new 2021 with you. Hopefully, this year is a hell of a lot better oh, than 2020. It's got to be. I mean, 2020, is they were saying 2020 vision, but it's like actually 2020 hindsight. Oh, Lord. Um, well,
0: 2020 was better with wine. It
1: was. It was so <laughs> much better with wine. <laughs> I can tell you right now, embarrassingly enough, I got to the point, especially the beginning of COVID, Toward the middle of the summer, mm-hmm. I got to the point where I could drink a whole bottle of wine without a hangover. <gasps> All by yourself? All by myself. It was a sad, a sad
0: achievement. Yeah. A very depressing. Depressing achievement. It's okay. I'm. We were unemployed, and it was bad. We've come a long way, you guys. Promise. <laughs> now we just uh, drink wine on the podcast. <laughs> and, and try to make our own way. Yeah. <laughs> We're just justifying our wine habit. <laughs> I think that's and we're off. trying
1: to get you to justify yours. Yes.
0: <laughs> Drink with us. Love y'all. Love y'all. See you See next you
1: time. in the new year. Bye.